0: Welcome to Discussions of Music, Healing and Consciousness with your hosts, Chris Noble and Bill Protzman. On this podcast, Chris and I offer a spontaneous ongoing conversation about how music is intertwined with healing and consciousness. Our first season helped lay the foundation and build some of the superstructure for what we want to do here in season two, where we'll be welcoming some intriguing guests going deeper into ancient mysteries and wisdom, and cultivating your background knowledge and curiosity. We hope these discussions will inspire your own study and practice of the musical and healing arts, and that your contribution to advancing world consciousness will be satisfying for you and transformative to those around you. Let's get started.
1: It was interesting because I thought thought, um, after this breathwork event, you know, oh, I'll be in such a zen state to then fall asleep, no problem. And of course, uh, well, not of course, but interestingly, I think I think it might be the difference between facilitating versus participating.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, and when you're facilitating something or leading something, I think it's, uh you definitely get a different because there's a different intention, maybe. Yeah, I think that's what you walk away feeling, at least for me, when I'm doing my music meditations, it feels like pure service. And that's so fulfilling, but it's also, it's invigorating. You're like, Oh yeah, I'm pumped. Even though, and then I think everyone else that participated is going to had like the best sleep ever. Cause they were in such a, a, a Zen state, but I was on the opposite side where I'm like, let's go.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get that too, because like you say, you're bringing a different energy when you're you know performing than when you're just receiving. And and that's that's the way it should be. I mean, we have to be able to do that. But yeah, it, it doesn't leave us in a very, you know, like, zoned out place afterward. Because we...
1: <laughs> I thought I would be like, oh, I'll have, uh, yeah, I'll have the best sleep ever. I just got, I, I participated a little bit in the breathwork component, and then I led the music meditation. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm, I've got all these this awesome energy. There's about 25 of us there. It's like a good group. And so it was a lot of energy. And it was downtown Vancouver. So it's kind of cool. It's in this really interesting space, like in the financial district of this, you know, major Canadian city. And then here we are doing breathwork and having people have like psychedelic experiences with it was a psychedelic breathwork event. And um, so a lot of DMT release and like really powerful uh, transformation that people went through. And, and then I look around and I'm like, and I'm downtown in the financial (laughs) district, bringing all this really awesome vibration to um, usually it's a more stressful, you know, kind of chaotic core. Oh, Sure. Yeah. And uh, it, it's kind of fun to be in that contrast. But um, yeah, it's just interesting, the energy, it's, it's, it's really something and it, I think when you're doing things that are in alignment, and that are, um, let's say your soul's calling, perhaps, I think that in of itself is like injecting yourself with 18 espressos.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, now like, do you, like, you know, right?
0: So how how do you prepare to catch that? afterward you go for a long run in the middle of the night or?
1: Yeah, do you do a Bob Marley run where I think he uh, he would smoke a, a nice big joint at like midnight and then go for this run on a beach? I, I remember I had a gym trainer that was obsessed with that kind of ritual. He's like, he loved to have like sacred cannabis to then Unlock a little bit of maybe his right brain, some creativity, yeah. and then just go for a run. Some people, I myself certainly included in that category, I, I can be very functional, very uh, mobile with cannabis. Some others, of course, not at all. Um, but I think Bob Marley was was tapping into that one. Uh, maybe after a gig, that's what he would do. Uh, so I might have to start trying that. I don't know because I, I could not fall asleep last night.
0: <laughs> well, fair word of warning. Uh, I'm discovering with microdose that. I don't want booze. I really don't. You know, if I have some, it's like, well, oh, that was nice. I don't want pot. I mean, it'd be nice to have the happy once in a while, and maybe that'll happen, but it's just like, you know, I don't feel a need for it. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, of course, that's really important to me is that those real deep depths of depression that I used to feel have smoothed out. I, I can still go there. Like I can still be, but it's it's less overwhelming for me and um, so like, I, I'm looking at the trade-offs, right? I missed the, the happy pot high, but I don't mind not having the deep depression, you know? There's, yeah. there's some, it, it's very, very curious to me. And I hadn't anticipated any of this. Like, okay, we'll microdose and see what happens, right? And this is happening. And so- um, no, 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 it, 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 it's just that. And um, I still have, you know, the, I still have the big experiences but they sort of pale in comparison to the day-to-day. Is that a, is that a really poor sales pitch?
1: <laughs> Not at all, actually. If anything, like, I want to know more. So what is your microdose regime right now? Like, what are you, how much do you take? Do you know what, like, is there a specific blend that you're taking and how often?
0: Right, so good questions. And I wish I had a better answer for you. I would have known those answers when I made all the capsules but since then I haven't. So I I get my own product and make my own capsules. Um, I think I'm using Penis Envy right now.
1: That's a strong one.
0: And you know, and it is strong. So one every three days or so is probably enough. Um, If I feel it, I'm taking too much, you know? So I try to keep it balanced around and that varies which is really interesting. And I understand very individual. So the amount that you need, you Know to be able to sustain a microdose regime and how frequently you need to do it is highly dependent upon you, and you know it's not going to hurt you. So, trial and error on this stuff, but please don't, you know, operate heavy machinery. Or <laughs> if you're, really... you're
1: we can't fully, you know, endorse these things on a yeah. professional level. Um, but you're right, when you're microdosing, it is quite safe if you're going to go down the psychedelic. And again, we're like, disclaimer, 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 we're not, yeah, et cetera. But, um, yeah, when you're doing like a point. gram, 0.25 grams. That's a very standard uh, dose per uh, capsule. And that's like, you take one of those, you'll be fine. Yeah.
0: Generally speaking, I think that's about where I am. Although, you know, you try to count to a hundred and then divide by the, how much it weighs on the scale and, you know, I try to make it all as close as you possibly can, but um, yeah, so so that. And it's really... um, it's pointing more and more for me toward the need to, for the process of integration. And I get it. You know, there are people out there that do ayahuasca twice a month or whatever. And if that's your thing, you know, go for it. If you're a psychedelic thrill seeker, amazing. A psychonaut. A psychonaut. However, it's that whole up and down thing. Like you experienced after the event last night. You came out of it at a different place and you had a lot of a lot of release left to go. And I I find the further I go down this road and listen to people and read all this stuff that it's less and less about the clinical study and the effects and all of that, you know, that's cool. And it's more and more about uh, the long-term vision of what's happening, right? And and anticipating that. I mean, like you and I are musicians, right? You You probably could have anticipated that you were gonna come out of the concert on this high, right? You wanted something else, but that's what you got. Okay, so fine, right? Well, now, you know, and that's integration because then you can say, okay, after a concert, I've got to smoke a big fatty and run on the beach you know, or <laughs> whatever the response, whatever the, you know, whatever it is that works for you in order to like bring that in. And um, I think as a community, we need to do a better job encouraging our, our psychedelic brothers and sisters and, and we's and them's and whoever they are is, you know, to, to be uh, aware of that, to, to think about that in advance of the event and, and you know, make plans for it.
1: 100%. And the, the really interesting thing is this event I was a part of, um, you, we had the option to microdose. Uh, we actually, because in Vancouver, it's a really interesting gray area in British Columbia, because there's so much research being done at, you know, the University of British Columbia and other, you know, major institutions on psychedelics, on psilocybin. It's kind of where cannabis was here in Canada. Uh, five six years ago roughly when it was just on the verge of becoming legalized but not quite but it yeah. kind of was and it was a very funny place where us, where uh, when I was living at the time in Toronto we'd go to a dispensary and then the next day it would be raided by the cops and then the next day it's back in action it's again back and in business right and then yeah. like a month later it's raided by the cops again and then you're back in business and it's just this hilarious push and pull with then the cops are always like ah oh, I guess we'll do it because they don't they all know it's going to become legalized so it's like kind of stupid to bust people but then you're it's it's a hilarious gray area and that right now psilocybin mushrooms are in that similar area so there's actually storefronts in downtown Vancouver that sell mushrooms they sell microdosing kits there's a whole microdose delivery and already since I've been back from my travels from six months just coming back to Vancouver there's been like three, four, five new companies have just emerged all of a sudden. I mean, it's a it's a boom in the psychedelic industry. Yeah. And because uh, a lot of it's like a lot of the forefront of the research is happening out here in the West Coast, not just in British Columbia, but I, I know in the US, like down in Washington state and uh, sure, probably California, I think there's some stuff going on, too.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of things happening.
1: Right. And so it's it's a really exciting time. And um, so we had sponsors for our event that were mushroom, psychedelic mushroom companies. Nice. And people had the option if they wanted to take a point one. And we had a lot of guides, a um, lot of, it was, there's a lot of uh, support. It was a really well organized event. And um, most people, I don't think, took the the microdose because we were doing an intensive hour and a half breathwork modality with, and then I led a music meditation for another hour after that. And then we had a a wrap up slash semi ecstatic dance. At the end, it was a very um, kind of intensive, but awesome event. And because of the people, and there's like 25 people um, in a large space, all breathing together, you just get contact high. And i remember in that moment being like i i, I was off they like the host as well she's like do you want a microdose as well i'm like yeah I'm, I'm good and i'm usually like i love microdosing and i and i'm especially if someone's giving me like a free and it, it looked like the microdosing here is really amazing because there's different companies that will do really interesting blends of different mushrooms oh nice so, yeah yeah they have some really cool ones where it's like you're gonna get let's say golden teachers another strain of mushroom psychedelic mushroom just like Bill was mentioning with Penis MV, which is a hilarious name, but it's, it's kind of it just dope? describing the, the phallic shape of the mushroom. There's other ones like, I think there's like a Gandalf, Lord of the Rings one. Um, you know, there's there's all these, there's all, it's just like with with cannabis, right? You get these really yeah. hilarious creative names, I love it. But anyway, I think it was Golden Teacher, which is a, a lighter one, which is a much more like a good introductory um, type of strain. And then it's mixed with Chaga mushroom, mm-hmm. Lion's Mane mushroom, um, shiitake, and there's so all that
0: medicinal is in there too.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. like this awesome uh, synthesis of not just the psilocybin, but then all because we know with fungi, there's so much medicinal quality in different. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right? it's amazing. It's amazing, and so they blend like six, seven, eight different really healthy mushrooms together. So you get these, like, not just microdosing, but you're also getting it. So you always would well be taking your vitamins with these things.
0: Yep. yep. So
1: they're really yep. good quality. And I still said, no, I don't want to, uh, because I knew I was going to get really contact high with everybody. and I And I was not wrong. I got really high from everybody. And I felt like I was on a psychedelic. And isn't that interesting how we can completely get there with breath. And one of the facilitators was teaching me that when we're doing um, mouth breathing, which you're not you you don't really want to be breathing through your mouth on a day to day basis, it's actually not good for you at all. You want to breathe through your nose as much as you can. But when you're doing an intentional breath work, sometimes there's a benefit to doing mouth breathing. Um, Obviously, the Wim Hof method is a famous method. Well, it's not his, but, you know, he's reinvented it from an ancient method um and they breathe through the mouth because what's happening when you're doing mouth breathing is you're actually activating the vagus nerve Mm -hmm. so i didn't know that when the the vagus nerve is activated it's also helping with that dmt release and all of that stuff we would consider a psychedelic experience right is being activated by your breath and of course i already knew this but it was just interesting to get even more information on the psychedelic experience of breath work and everyone there i mean i was when I was in the room participating in the breathwork component, I was just like, I feel like we may as well have just done a whole ayahuasca ceremony down in Peru or something. I know it's different, obviously. I mean, I just spoke to a friend who was at a 10-day ayahuasca retreat in Peru, and it's obviously a very different experience. But the feeling, the psychedelic feeling was so similar, and we did not need to take any plant medicine to really get there. Uh, And what a a powerful experience breath breath is. It just blows my mind every time. It's going to fall on
0: musicians and breath workers and other people who are able to take a group to that place legally, you know, <laughs> without any substances. Yeah. Um, but it's going to fall to us. And we need to be very responsible with that because it's a powerful place. And most of the time, it's good. But in my training, anyway, and uh, at least through having read experiences and things like that, there are times where it can go off the rails. In a community, though, it's much better, because like you said, the contact high kind of carries that. So if you've got somebody who's, quote, having a bad trip, um, the love of the community and the support of the community that's around at that moment is, believe me, man, so much better than doing it on your own. I mean, 100%. And, um, you know, as facilitators of that experience, you and me and everybody else who's doing this have a... a an implied kind of uh, responsibility for the safety of everybody in in the room. Uh, And we want to make sure that we're able to catch that. And um, this, this is something I thought about for a long, long time, because I used to have uh, intentionally, I used to get a therapist or two if I could find them to attend the concerts that I gave, because there was music in there that was intended to trigger. And we wanted to have a way of catching that, you know, in case somebody needed it. Mm. And I'd announce this, you know, if you, if you feel triggered by any of this, so-and-so is here, you know, to help and they'll, just connect with them, get up and leave if you have to. And I I think that's a really um, beautiful way of being able to bring music deeper into the wellness realm. And of course it's so necessary.
1: Well, it was really interesting, Bill, you know, I, uh, I had no idea how the event was going to go actually everyone that I was involved in the event I had never met before so it was a really interesting experience to come to this. This thing with uh, not even having met anyone but kind of knowing intuitively that it was going to be awesome and it was yeah and it was. um, It was really powerful to have the order, so we started with some conscious movement and then we moved into the breath work set our intentions. Um, it was funny in the, it was interesting in the event description, um, the organizer, she was great. She really recommended people bring like big blankets, pillows, and also a journal. Nice. So a lot of ideas do really come in and there is something very therapeutic and analog about the writing in a journal rather than your, than your phone and stuff. So a lot of people had that. And um, basically they went through the breath work and all had their, they, some very shamanic experiences people were shaking yelling crying i mean it was very and i would say there was a more tame of uh other yeah that's <laughs> which were are, can go even just really crazy and and that's it's welcomed and it's actually it's encouraged to be honest yeah, because it's safe um yeah exactly and as they were explaining when we go into these deep breath work modalities our bodies we're telling our bodies that they're safe and then when our bodies actually feel truly safe our subconscious is able to release all of this stuff that we don't even know is there so true. and so it comes in the form of shaking yelling screaming crying burping yawning etc i mean infinite way that infinite ways that our bodies can deal with these things and then after all of that intensity to then basically bathe them in sound for an hour yeah. after that, yeah, it Perfect. felt like it, it. It was so interesting, and I and I immediately. So everyone was just knocked out on the ground already, and then and then the facilitator started playing on her crystal bowls to kind of transition from breathwork into the music uh, meditation. And normally, I give a whole spiel about 432 hertz and you know some binaural beats, self frequencies, yada yada yada, and then I guide them through a body scan to relax their bodies. I threw all that out the window because everyone was already <laughs> in it. So I'm like, all right, i'm like all right i don't want to say anything i actually it's one of, it was like the first music meditation where i didn't speak any words during, during the whole thing it was truly all sound because it just i just i felt like anything i would have said as guidance was everyone was already on their journey i'm like i don't want to i don't want to steer them i want music to be that non-linguistic but yet universal language yeah that then they can they can let that lead them in their own journey and it felt like what I was doing was creating like this sonic blanket and dome over everyone to then process and move through what they moved through. And that was my intention. But then afterwards to talk to the participants and hear just exactly like they're like, yeah, once the music started, my trip went from here to there, you know? And and, and then that, that here was different for everyone. And then the there was different for everyone because it's all a very individual experience. And it was just so interesting to feel that Synthesis and I think we're moving into an era where we're, we're these hybrid events. I like to, like that's what they feel like they're a hybrid event. It's not just the music meditation. It's not just breathwork. It's all these things and that is becoming one of the most powerful healing mechanisms expansion mechanisms and also community building because everyone yeah, yeah. was there like I, I got a lot of just amazing like phone numbers and contacts and just people that we connected deeply with in this four and a half hour experience and it's just it's just so beautiful and the last thing I loved hearing from one participant in particular that she was like oh my god once you started playing the piano I started I feel like I, I came into contact with an extraterrestrial at some point
0: <laughs> oh, perfect
1: <laughs> and I was like yes amazing that is always my goal <laughs> that's what we want <laughs> Yeah, bring in our cosmic brothers and sisters. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> so if, if people want to connect with one of these events, the next time it happens, how do they do that?
1: Well, what we could do, uh, Bill, is I've, I've now got my calendar um, online for all my events. So we can put that in the show notes. Oh, good. And then people can check that out. I'll put my online and my in-person events uh, on that that calendar. It's uh, always evolving and changing Um, And so I'll, I'll be putting, Um, I'm doing a summer tour with the singer-songwriter as well throughout July and August. And I'll I'll put those dates up too because yeah. we're starting to even though he's um, a classic singer songwriter his songs are very spiritually oriented uh, uplifting lyrics but also he's incorporating more sound healing into his classic this is beautiful folk rock basically yeah I he's like it. John, it's like John Mayer Jack Johnson vibes yeah but then we're bringing in you know some meditation and some intentionality and he's also Chinese so he brings in his traditional Chinese aspects Perfect. of his background and he even has a traditional chinese guitar called the jodo rung and um he brings that into it too so we're even even in this pop music setting it's still becoming medicinal i mean it's the coolest thing ever I love that it. is so awesome
0: and and so necessary
1: in right? our world it reminds me of again what what you're doing i've just i loved that collab i love the, that collab that you're doing uh with your friend on the tibetan bowls oh right and onto my Oh sure. my God. Like that stuff to me just I can't wait to come down and visit you, Bill, and actually just <laughs> lay down and receive that because it's so fun to facilitate, as we were saying at the beginning, but what it's 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 such a different experience to to really receive that. And I haven't actually fully received a, a hybrid event like mm-hmm. what you're doing before. And now after last night, knowing what it's like to be facilitating, I'm like, I want to know what it's like to receive though.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I do too. I mean, I've had a <laughs> chance to, to receive the bowls, but I, it's receiving, you know, when you're the one who's performing, you know, that's a, that's a little wild. You know, the other thing that's happening, that's exciting in this space, and I don't want to miss this, the performance venue that you guys were in. So there are lots of non-traditional performance spaces opening up right now. Specifically for this wonderful, um, I'll call it psychedelic informed journey. There's communities opening up spots. Um, I'm familiar with one here in Southern California that's connected with an arts organization. And so the opportunities exist for having this experience in a way that is beyond the concert and you know, beyond the um, beyond the retreat, shall we say. And even though it's people you've never met before. I think what you said about the community that coalesces after that is so so key as well. It's a new kind of community that is just um, exploding. And what is it that we've needed after COVID more than anything else, right? Is a new kind of community that's not based on division and divisiveness and snarkiness and social media. This This is authentic, man
1: and it's it exactly it's based on the complete opposite of all those things right it's based on what do we have in common and what we have in common is the human experience you know yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's not an easy one and it's not easy it's it's fun and it's beautiful and it's magical but it's also definitely not easy I always I always like to say like I think we're all expert souls and that's why we've come here to be living this human experience because when you're really good at a game you don't want to play on the beginner level you want to play on the expert level right yeah and i think that's what we're really doing here because it is really challenging sometimes but when we we did a, a really simple sharing circle before we even started the breath work and that as well is really powerful because you get to hear all we did was like just what's your name one word to describe how you're feeling right now and one word to describe your intention what you want to bring in And it was just amazing to hear a lot of people, some people were like, I'm exhausted. I'm just exhausted. And I'm trying to bring in, I'm trying to bring in deep rest or something, or I'm really stressed and I'm trying to bring in clarity or, you know, and and you just get to hear from where, where everyone's at. And that in in of itself is therapy when you're just hearing in real time and in real life in the same room is that, that you're in all these people kind of, we're all moving through similar things and it's not. So isolating, you know, we're not alone on this journey, even though it can feel very isolating. Well,
0: we've sort of been taught to be isolated about it too. Right? Yeah. And
1: like you said, the last couple of years have only enhanced that. No, it's, right? Yeah. It
0: just put us further and further back in our ivory towers. <laughs> so this seems like an appropriate moment. We We dropped an episode right before this one about how to connect desire and intention with music and the practice of that. And what you're describing here is essentially that because... You show up, and even if it's one word, in that one word is your energetic space. It doesn't matter what the word is; it could be Xplat, right? Whatever, but in that one word, you're putting all of your stuff and your intention for what happens next, and um, and the event just delivers on that. It's it's psychically it does, but I think energetically it does, and even more important, I think spiritually it does. When you're when you're willing to be vulnerable and safe the universe delivers
1: 100 percent, and it's it's so clear you know i always like to um remind people the term abracadabra you know, <laughs> translates into as i speak i create and that's the basics of magic and manifestation and the ancient egyptians were very well aware that's where the whole concept of magic and magicians even come from and it's all about intention with attention yeah. so and focusing on that one word and then saying that word with all the intention you have behind it, that's literally magic and you're creating magic. And you can call it another thing. You can call it manifestation, transformation. Call it magic. But you notice the
0: importance of it. It's organic. You mentioned bring something to write on. Don't write in your phone, like that organic writing on paper or whatever you write on, papyrus. The speaking, the sound of it, the organic uh, emote, of the thing is so important. And without those organic um, modalities, let's call it modalities, I think we lose what we need most. I'm not going to complain here about apps, because that's not the point. But if, if it gets organic, it can get into us. If it's an app, it might hit the head, it might be able to help us, you know, breathe and do something else that helps the vagus nerve or the heart or some other way, but let's go right for the juice, you know, don't have to middleman it. You can go right for it.
1: And I believe that your memory retention works much more strongly when you're physically writing. Oh yeah, um, totally. They recommend even, you know, for actors, like r- physically write out your lines. Yep. Um, and is just stuff you, you know,
0: sing you'll remember. So I like sing yes. your grocery list. <laughs> it's like a so little star or something right so yeah <laughs> keep it organic people
1: 100 it yeah. real keep hey, it let's real. wrap
0: this because I know we want to do uh, a couple of shorter episodes today but um, I will put the the cal- Chris's calendar will be in the in the show notes if you're listening or watching uh, check into that because you don't want to miss another one of these four and a half hour events if you can catch one you're going to want to be there right you're going to be want to be in the room
1: hundred percent. And and these things are really amazing in person. Uh they really are. I, we, we we've been doing so much Zoom stuff, of course, over the last couple of years. And you know what? When you can't be there in person, obviously it's it's still great. Like I I've done breathwork events online and they've been powerful. Don't get me wrong. Um and I recommend everyone just do it in whatever capacity you can. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the in-person is really powerful. And even if it's not through me, look through look on meetup.ca or eventbrite or something where you know Facebook for crying out loud, anything in your local area and look for breathwork events because they are happening everywhere now. It is a huge, huge uh, trend. And thank God, it's a great trend. I don't see it going away anytime soon. It's breathing. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's not exactly a a trend that we can afford to lose. Right. right. I love (laughs) it. You know what I mean? So even if it's not me, look into your local area or check out Bill and maybe some of his hybrid events he's doing because it's uh, it's just it's the medicine. I, I I gotta say, when I'm doing these things, and when I when I get paid at the end of them, I, I I literally feel like, oh right, yeah, money. And it's not from a scarcity mindset. You know, I'm all about getting compensated for our our worth and our energy. But it feels like, especially in these kind of events like this, is giving back to humanity. This is also just this just feels so right. Feels yeah. so right. It feels entirely reciprocal to me, man. Exactly. You know. So check it out, everyone start yeah. breathing intentionally and uh, see what happens. Let us know in the comments, how you're feeling and uh, how you've uh, shifted your life because of just something as simple as conscious breathing. Let us know. Definitely. I hope right, we'll you next time. I everyone.